Welcome back, everybody. To the Game Chat Podcast this is your host Jack Morgan. Going to be some, doing something a little bit different on today's pod. I'm going to start just myself doing a little um, Colin Cowherd, Ryan Russillo style open where I just talk myself um, to you guys, and then we're going to jump to myself, Shane, Sam, and Stewart talking some NBA. We've done that after every round. Now we're going to preview the. Preview the conference finals, recap the conference semifinals. I'm sure we'll talk Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert, Devin Booker, and everything in between. Get you guys all caught up on that. But first, uh, I am just going to talk some Super Bowl and MVP odds I liked. If you follow us on Instagram at the Game Chat Podcast, today, Wednesday, no, Tuesday, sorry. Today, Tuesday, I posted um, some questions about what odds people like best for MVP, what odds people like best for the Super Bowl. Um, I'm doing this because myself, Brock Olsen, Brandon Williamson, and Tyler Ward. Brock and Tyler have been on the podcast multiple times now. Both of them to talk. Both of them have been on to talk golf, actually. Um, Brock is also our Gonzaga insider. Ty was just on the other last week to talk U.S. Open, um, which we'll all get to in just a second here. And um, Brandon obviously is on the podcast almost every week. So the four of us are going down to Reno, Nevada and playing in a golf tournament that Brandon's grandpa puts on, has put on for the past like 30 years or something. Um, But it's in Nevada and in Nevada, sports betting is legal. So um, I'm going to go there. We're going to have a great time in a golf tournament. We're going to probably go to the casino a little bit and play some blackjack. I'm sure, whatever else, but uh, I also kind of wanted to put some futures down, I guess. I'm sure th- there'll be some NBA uh, games as we're there, so I'll, we'll bet on some NBA games and stuff, just, you know, like 10 bucks or something, nothing crazy, don't get too excited, <laughs> um, but I was like, you know, why not just throw some money down on, like, like the Seahawks winning the Super Bowl or something, so I've been looking at the odds for MVP and the odds for Super Bowl because that's really all the stuff I want to get into. I don't really want to dive into all the other research, although those probably those bets are probably more sure than MVP and Super Bowl. But um, I'm just going to give you guys the bets that I like for the Super Bowl, the bets that I like for the MVP, and kind of see where you guys in the audience think I should go. Um, if you have any suggestions, please feel free to DM the Game Chat Podcast on Instagram, respond to that story, Tell me what bets you like for the Super Bowl. What value bets do you like? So, um, again, I'm going to explain this really quick. I've done this before. Here's how the betting odds work. When I say the Seahawks are plus 2,500, that means that if you put $100 down and the Seahawks win the Super Bowl, you get $2,500. That's how it works. 25 to 1 is basically what it is. So, here are the best bets that I like for the Super Bowl. I'm going to go over the best that I like the long shots and the ones that I really don't like the ones I think are not a good value at all so these are not necessarily teams I think are going to win the Super Bowl we just did that exercise two pods ago maybe last pod um, on teams that we think have a legitimate shot at winning the Super Bowl that was last pod actually um, but this one I'm just going to say that the value bets that I like like if you're going to put money down you need to have a reasonable return like the Chiefs if you put a hundred or five to one, so if you put a hundred down, you win five hundred dollars. You put ten dollars, you win fifty dollars. Like it's that's not a great bet for a Super Bowl where 
it's a pretty long shot that this I mean it's not it's not a long shot that Chiefs win the Super Bowl but it's not like guaranteed or anything like that so here are here are the ones that I like um as much as it pains me to say I like the Rams at plus 1300 um their fourth the one that all I'm using vegasinsider.com for all these for all these bets betting odds I like the Rams at plus 1300 that's like double the odds of the Chiefs that's double the odds of the Buccaneers um I like the way this Rams squad is assembled and I think they've got a good shot to win the Super Bowl this year honestly if their defense stays healthy if Matt Stafford can elevate this team they were pretty close last year I I really think they were close last year um, I think a couple things break their way against the Packers. Packers were pretty close to beating the Bucks, and the Bucks destroyed the Chiefs. Like I think this Rams team with a better quarterback um, can can do it, especially with their defense. Maybe one more year of Ramsey and Donald in their prime. Uh, I think that's a pretty good bet. I also really am high on the Ravens this year. Um, they're right behind the Rams at plus fourteen hundred. I'm high on the Ravens this year. Uh, I like the way the way that they helped Lamar in the passing game, adding some weapons on offense. Um, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to step into that role as the lead running back, and I think he's going to do great. I, I kind of like the Ravens this year. I think that if they stick to their identity, um, which is running the football, playing good defense, that they've got a good shot. I like the Browns at plus 1,600. Again, I, I cannot speak highly enough of what they've done in their offseason. They have the same odds as the Packers, which is a little scary. I honestly wouldn't be opposed to putting some money on the Packers as well, just because if Aaron Rodgers does play, which now is leaning more towards, he's probably not. Um, if he's leaning, if he's playing, plus sixteen hundred is a huge value for the Packers. Um, one of the odd, the one of the bets that I hate is Denver. They're at plus twenty five hundred. They have the same exact odds uh, as the Seattle Seahawks to win the Super Bowl. That is insane to me. Even if Denver gets Aaron Rodgers, I don't think they're a lock for the Super Bowl by any means. They still have to play the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs twice each because they're in their division and get through those teams to go to the Super Bowl. Even if he's traded right now, he still has to learn that entire new offense, the entire system before the season starts. I I, I don't see Denver winning the Super Bowl even with Aaron Rodgers. So I, do, I hate that bet, but I really like the Seahawks at plus 2,500. I think the Seahawks have a legitimate shot to win the Super Bowl. I think Russell Wilson, anytime you have that guy on your team, you're going to make the playoffs and you have a good shot to win the Super Bowl. So at plus 2,500, same exact odds as I mentioned as the Broncos, same odds as the Colts. I like the Seahawks. I'm, I, I'm, that is the one that I'm probably actually going to bet on. I might throw 10 or 50, $50 or $10 on the Seahawks when I'm in Nevada and just say, you know, why not? If I, if I win, I get a nice chunk of change back and it, I, I'm rooting for the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl anyway. So like, why not? Um, and then a couple of the long shots, again, these are ones that I, I really don't think have a shot to win the Super Bowl, but you have such good odds on these. that it's like, why not? Um, <laughs> the Washington football team are plus 5,000 and the New York giants are plus 6,600. So I'm just going to leave those there. I mentioned that I hated Denver at plus 2,500. I also hate Dallas at plus 2,800. I just think that's ridiculously high for Dallas. They're always high in betting odds preseason because everyone likes the Cowboys or everyone likes to bet on the Cowboys. I don't know why that's still a thing, but it is. The public has not figured it out. And Vegas makes, I, I'm, I think Vegas makes probably so much money on 
on people betting Dallas because it just never pays off and the odds are not great, even if it does. All right, MVP, really quick before we get to the NBA stuff. A um, couple of the guys I like for MVP, I like Stafford and Russ at plus 1,600. Mentioned them both earlier, especially Stafford. If this team, I could reasonably see the Rams getting a one or two seed, and especially if they get that one seed, it's going to be really hard for Stafford not to win MVP. Because even if it's the defense, it's great. Stafford's going to put up numbers if they're the one seed. If they win a lot of games, everyone's going to be like, okay, he's the reason why they went from a wild card team to the one seed in the NFC. I think he wins MVP almost automatically if that's the case. Uh, same with Russ. I think if if the Seahawks, you know, Russ is, has has had a pace of and, and has been playing at an MVP level and at an MVP pace during seasons for the past couple years if he can string it together there's no doubt in my mind he can win mvp plus 1600 is pretty good odds as well two guys that are also similar at plus 2000 are herbert justin herbert and kyler murray guys that definitely have the potential to put up big numbers a couple people on the instagram said herbert and i'm just a little bit hesitant on herbert because i think he might have a slight regression this year even though i love that team I think their team might get better, but Herbert's numbers might get a little worse just because teams could start to figure him out. I don't know. It's only been one year, so I'm a little hesitant to just crown this guy the next franchise quarterback. Uh, but I really do like Kyler's situation too, just that they have a good shot. Um, and, you know, he, has, he has a good shot at putting up numbers, rushing too. If he if he goes off, both of these guys definitely have shots to win MVP, and plus 2,000 is pretty good odds. Long, long, long shot odds for MVP. Joe Burrow plus 5,000. I think that's pretty good odds for him too. Uh, if, if Cincinnati makes a run to the... If they get in the playoffs and Burrow, Burrow will probably put up good numbers if they go to the playoffs, he may, he'll he make a strong case for MVP if that's the case. Cam Newton at plus 6,600. Part of me thinks that they might just roll with him the entire year and Mac Jones will sit the entire year. And we've seen Cam Newton... We've seen Cam Newton win an MVP before. I don't know. That one seems a little crazy to me, but like plus 6,600. I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to just throw a little bit of money on it. And then the very, very far long shot, Sam Darnold at plus 10,000. So I, yeah, I mean, 10,000, that's that's 100. You, you, you put a dollar on Sam Darnold, you forget about that dollar that you lost on the street. And if he wins MVP, you get $100. I mean, I don't know. Why not? Why not? He gets McCaffrey back. He has good weapons. He has a chance to put up numbers. They go to the playoffs. Who knows? I, these, these are long shots. Um, and then the ones that I hate for MVP, I love Tom Brady. We, we've been over. We've talked about Tom at length on this podcast. For MVP, though, at plus 1,200. Like, he's the second. He's behind. Let me, let me, let me double check this. Yeah, he's, he's fourth. Mahomes is the overwhelming favorite. Rodgers and... Allen are right behind him. I don't like the Rodgers bet, by the way. It, don't bet Rodgers for MVP. You don't know where he's going to play, and he's probably not playing in Green Bay. But then right after that is Tom Brady. Tom Brady does, is not going to put up that those big numbers that you need to win MVP in the regular season. Now he's going to, you know, I, he, I mean, he won it. He won the Super Bowl last season. That's that's what he's trying to do at this point. He's trying to win Super Bowls. He's not trying to win MVPs. Um, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll be in the running for MVP watch me if i have to if i have to eat those words i wouldn't be surprised tom brady's made me do it before and then baker at plus 3300 um he's like top 10 i think in in the mvp discussion one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen four thirteen 
or 12. So he's, he's 12th in MVP odds. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm big on the Browns, but I think they're going to do it with more of a balanced attack. So that's why I think Baker, like he's up there because everyone is high on Cleveland this year as well. And it's like, okay, if Cleveland, you know, does really well, it'll be Baker that does it. Baker that is, you know, going to be up for all the awards. I just think it's going to be more of their team and Baker won't have the numbers to match with Mahomes, Allen, and all those guys that I mentioned earlier, like Russ and Stafford. So those are my MVP and Super Bowl future favorites. That's what I like. Those are what I'm considering. I really want to hear your guys' thoughts. I have until the weekend before I have to place these bets. So please let me know what you guys think. Um, if I'm making any mistakes on these, which ones I should actually follow through on, I'm really considering putting some money on the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl. Because why not? I'm rooting for them anyway, like I said. And yeah, um, a little bit on the U.S. Open. John Rom, that was awesome. Uh, w- watching Sunday was awesome. I won a pool in my work. I won like 50 bucks, which is kind of nice because I only put in five. But um, yeah, I mean, Rom Rom played incredible. That putt, watching that putt on 18 with the TV view and it like came out of his head. It looked like just the way that the TV camera was positioned. Uh, the fist bump was electric. Having 18 be a scorable hole. For those of you who don't follow golf super well, it means like it's an easier hole to finish the round in, finish the tournament in. And and that being an easier hole makes it so much more dramatic because if a guy comes to that tee box down a shot, you know, when Louis Oosthuizen goes up there, Bryson DeChambeau goes up there trailing in the tournament. I guess not Bryson. He was way out of it. But Louis, there was still like a chance that he was going to make a good score on that last hole and make the like tie rom and it gave rom a good chance you know as he, you know he made that putt the birdie to win the tournament on that hole i love having the 18th hole be a a scoreable hole and then i mentioned it earlier with ty last week having a u.s open on a municipal course that people can easily access and easily play is so good for golf i i love that even Pebble, you know, is a public venue, but it's it, no one can. It's like five hundred, six hundred dollars to play Pebble. Like the average person can't play that. I think golf should trend a little bit more to playing municipal courses. Like I don't like. I mean, it's cool. Like Augusta is its own thing, but other than that, it's like I don't want to watch these guys play these courses that I'm never going to be able to play. I think it's really cool to watch the best players in the world play a course that people, regular people can play. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. All right. Let me know if you guys enjoyed this too. Just myself free balling. It was a little weird. I I don't think I've ever just talked into a mic for 15 minutes without talking to anyone else. But um, yeah, that was kind of fun. I'll throw it over to myself, Sam, Shane, and Stuart, our NBA guys. I really enjoyed doing these pods with them. It's a lot of fun. We're going to talk everything in the conference semis and preview the conference championships thanks guys all right we're back the boys are back yes sir is this our what third time Mm -hmm. third time we got Stuart, shane sam the nba guys what's up pod what's up pod 10% top 10% top 10% globally by the way it's just a round of applause (laughs) um yeah thank you to all the supporters yeah Jack's not a business man. He's a business man. <laughs> um, all right. We're just going to recap the 
what do you call them? Conference semifinals? Yeah. Conference semifinals, indeed. Yeah. Yep. And then preview the conference finals as this time we are watching a game while recording. Last time we couldn't watch it because our TV upstairs was broken. But now. Something four! Something <laughs> four. Um, yeah, we're in. What? How much time's left? Is it like two minutes minute? left in the third quarter? So that's our live update. We have to keep yep. giving live updates just so people know how live we are. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, starting the east or west? Where are we starting? East. East. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk Hawks Sixers. Hawks Sixers. That was a spicy one. All right. This is yeah. This is. Is this the most about, interesting series? We're gonna be talking about Benson. This probably right. was the most interesting series. Okay. Do we? Yeah. Like, which which perspective do we go? Do we go? How good the Hawks were, or how bad Ben Simmons was. Which where, where do we want to start? Which angle do we want to start with this? Well, one? Let's start with how good the Hawks were because okay. they won the series. I, I like that because I feel like a lot of this, like you said, Sam, like you were like we're going to talk a lot about Ben Simmons. Like that's all we hear is anti Ben Simmons stuff. I feel like we got to give the Hawks some credit, oh, yeah. especially Trey Young, dude. Like Trey Young is leading the playoffs in assists right now. He's leading the, the playoffs in assists. Yeah, one hundred twenty-five assists. Like he's. He took the step that everyone wanted him to take from being like just the bucket getter to being like the actual point guard and facilitator of that offense. Yeah. So like he got John Collins going. He got, I guess, Drew Herder going. Kevin Herder. Or Kevin Herder. Yeah. Drew. On it. <laughs> he looks like I got you, I got you. But yeah, he, dude, they played so well together. Clint Capella did a really good job against Embiid too. Yeah, the, the Hawks have just a really good team. Like their team is just built really well. Like, I don't think anyone understood that until the playoffs. Uh-uh. No, because like, they had a lot of struggles in the first half of the uh, season, and then after they got all their guys back and they fired their coach, they were like one of the best teams in the league. They were like bad. They're so young. So it, it was really hard to know how they were going to perform in playoffs. Like, right. Who do they have on their team that with real playoff experience? No one. Right. I don't think anyone. No, yeah, no one. So it was just really cool to see like such young people collectively play together because – even though Trey Young is their superstar, you saw it in the game seven. He really struggled, and they had pieces around him that got it done, mm-hmm. which very good for their future of that basketball organization. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to win a game seven when your star player goes like whatever he was like, I mean, he shot he was the ball one for nine in the first half. One for uh, yeah, I mean, he yeah. shot the ball really poorly, but he still played. He, he still ran that offense. Got to the line like. 12 times, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just did what he needed to do to win that game. And, I mean, yeah, Kevin Herter has the game. It was the life in game seven. Yeah. Like, but that's, like, the kind of stuff that you just need to do to win those games. Are all the one seeds out? Yeah. Both the one seeds, yeah. 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 And both the two seeds. Nah, no, are two seeds. Suns are. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to them later. But, um, yeah, I mean... What what else do we have to say about the Hawks? Like what? Uh, Bo, Bo, is Bodon is he hurt? Because he did not he he he's, is he is hurt right. I don't know, I don't know what his status is on coming back. He might come back, but uh, he needs to be. Is. He needs to be like he's not a hundred. He wasn't because he played like twenty minutes in that game seven, but he didn't play in the entire fourth. He's huge for them. Yeah, he's he huge he needs to, like he needs to get healthy quick because he's. Yeah, like you guys just said, he's huge. They, they're they an interesting team because they have such a good offense. Like, they have the offensive firepower to outscore the Bucks. Yeah. Which is who they're playing in the next round. Like, if 
Danilo Gallinari can knock down his shots if Bogdan and Trey Young can you know shoot good percentage from three. Like they have a good chance mm-hmm. of beating the Bucks. I'm not going to pick them against the Bucks, but they have a good chance. I'm happy they won. Honestly, I'm happy that uh, they're going to make the Sixers blow everything up, and like everyone's going to be like realizing how good Trey Young actually is. Do we want to go to yeah. the Sixers with that? Sure. Okay, so Ben Simmons. I mean. I don't like what can we say it was it was like one of the worst postseason series in any sport like well, yeah. yeah it was wor- it was worse than playoff P was in the bubble yeah it was worse than that and like he shot outside of the backboard like three time <laughs> the, the sucky thing about it is like there's really nothing he could have done about it during that series because like, he came into that he wasn't series. aggressive at all hold on, hold on. He did what he normally does, and they just because in the playoffs you have to play a series and like you figure out how to play your opponent, and they just completely shut him down. And if he can't shoot, like, but the problem is, is there? I, I like Stewart has a good has a point there with the aggressiveness because not like he did not attempt a shot in the fourth quarter, the last four games of the series, because and then that that game the the. The game seven, the one, the, the play that's going to define Ben Simmons oh, yeah. for this offseason when he spun out of that and Going passed it away. Passed it away, yeah. Pa- d- passed it to a Thibault double team because he clearly didn't want to be fouled. Yeah. So Trae that Young, was the problem. Trey Young is a shot stopper. He's a, big, he's a big presence in the paint. I think that's what he was worried about getting <laughs> But, like, that, that was Simmons. Like wasn't he was too afraid to go shoot yeah, free yeah. throws? It was it was evident he wasn't confident at all, the, and it, that was the that's like the sad part because like he's a all star. Yeah, like he, I'm not saying he's gonna put give you twenty, but he averaged like what fourteen a game this year, and like hey, how funny he is sh- it now that he shouldn't drop from to, from fourteen to five? No, like no. If you're scoring fourteen, you even his um, his I, I believe his free throw percentage during the season was like seventy five percent. Yeah, and now he, he shoots thirty four thirty four percent. Yeah. What? This this is what I think happened. I think his entire mentality got changed the second they started hack shacking him. Like oh, in yeah, the yeah. first two games when he was just there was ten minutes left in the fourth quarter and they were already fouling. They were fouling him in the third quarter, so I think that's once that happened and the free throws weren't going in, um the team had like the 76ers started putting blame on him as a, he should have been getting blame put on him. And you saw it in some of Doc Rivers' interviews like saying pretty much he cannot play him if he can't make free throws. Mm-hmm. So I think that the criticism really just got to him and he kind of cracked under pressure. I also saw this really interesting uh, tweet or Instagram post from Stephen A. Smith today. He said that he received a text from somebody really close to the situation in Philadelphia about Ben Simmons saying that he doesn't work, he doesn't listen and everyone around him his everyone around his family constantly babies him. Like so what it seems like is they're not blaming Ben Simmons or from people in his life aren't blaming him for his like right. struggles. He's right. just like being taken care of. I don't know how truthful this is, but I mean that it looks it, it looks like it, yeah, it checks out cuz the guy doesn't look like he's mad when he's like Right, missing shots. He just looks like he's lost out there, you know. Right. Like a, I don't know. Well, and it's clear that that's been his like to your point. That's been his biggest criticism 
for his entire career since he was like at LSU is that this guy is the next LeBron if he can learn how to shoot. Yeah. Like he was like didn't LeBron like he was like the the like LeBron was like you're you're the next you're next man up. Like that yeah. was like all we heard about Ben Simmons but it was like he needs to learn how to shoot. It's just clear that yeah, he has not put in any work whatsoever That's on his jump yeah. shot. He's just been like, I'm just not. I'm gonna be the guy that just doesn't shoot. Yeah, and it's like people have been in the NBA and had successful careers who don't shoot the ball all the time. Like Rondo is still playing minutes, you know, for yeah. the Clippers right now. He has developed a jump shot. I'm not telling you in 2008 he was knocking him down, right. but he would still put like 20 assists on the board and he'd get like yeah. 10 points, 15 yeah. points, and shoot layups. But it's just really, really sad. I hope, um, I hope he goes somewhere where he fits because yeah. he doesn't fit that well on the Sixers because. He thrives in the paint, and Joel Embiid's in the paint. You know, yeah, because he's so good. So that's yeah, that's the biggest question this off season is like, do they move on from Simmons? That seems to be like a pretty clear yes, at least right now. Do you? I mean, like, I, I mean, I would, but his trade value just went down. Right. So, but to that extent, he went from probably like yeah. super high. Trade value to like just a like I don't think it to like just over lukewarm like but it, this is definitely so... the lowest his trade value's ever been oh yeah, yeah it's not even close what are the odds he gets better in the offseason yeah I mean that's like well, kind of what she, like it just like it doesn't seem like that's his personality right I don't know it well, this is his wake up call it doesn't seem True. like it doesn't seem like uh it's gonna happen in Philly you know because mm-hmm. he's been there for four years maybe yeah. five. And you'd yeah. think maybe at the fifth year he might, yeah, you know, attempt at least ten yeah. three pointers or yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think his home is the Sixers. So this is a trade that has been like Cole brought it up to me like a while. Like <laughs> he was talking about this the basketball game today, yeah. And it's low key now. It's like been floating around like in actual NBA circles, and yeah. it's the it's Simmons. Let's just do Simmons for C.J. McCollum straight up. Oh well, no, that's a terrible, terrible trade, dude. For Portland, I don't know for the for the Sixers. Like, I don't think that. I I think Ben Simmons is too um, like brings too much to the table, and he's still so young. Yeah, but we're 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 seeing what he we're seeing at his worst, and he can help that team a lot. I think they'd have to give some picks and stuff. You can still see, like, you can still question that there's development that he like he definitely has room to grow more like what is CJ I don't know you guys are kind of going back on what you just said yeah I I, yeah I'm CJ helps CJ spreads that floor way more way better and now that he is way better than CJ and now you let Embiid do his thing in the paint and he doesn't have that'd be an interesting trade I just don't know if it'd go through so, so Portland has to give up a first. I Portland would do that. I think that Simmons, would make more sense. Yeah. Like I like Simmons helps a lot. With I just Portland's don't, personally don't think CJ McCollum's. Yeah, he he scores twenty a game yeah. on a team with Dame Lillard. Yeah, no, he he definitely gets buckets. We've never seen him on another team, so you know. Yeah, that's so. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily fair value. I I agree. The age thing definitely helps in favor of the Sixers. Like. With Simmons and yeah. him being so young, and, but and he has a, like a just uh, the CJ McCollum has like a 30, $33 million dollar contract, so it's true. a pretty big ticket. True, but at the same time, I don't think this Philly team can roll out with the same team next Ooh, year. Oh, that's a fact. Like I just don't think that their yeah. fans they showed would, it. They their showed fans it this year. They lost lose the their mind. But, yeah, like you. 
I remember at the beginning of the year, like, a, or the beginning of his playoffs, like, I think, I think I might have picked Philly to win the conference. And yeah. the fact that they can't beat the Hawks, well, yeah. much less a healthy Brook, much less Brooklyn, much less a healthy Brooklyn yeah. team. Not even a two-thirds healthy Brooklyn. Right. Like, you cannot roll out this same team next year and yeah. say, trust the process exactly. again. Like, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like, Embiid took strides this year. Right. Like, he he's the MVP like, if he's healthy. Oh, of yeah. course. But he just... He I did know. miss two free throws to lose the playoff. <laughs> yeah, he did, but he... I don't know. He's hitting some shots that I never thought a big man would ever t- make. Right. No, you roll with him, but it's it's. I agree. I mean, they, they have to roll out with something different. That's going to be really a hot... excited for this offseason for that. Yeah. yeah, that'll be a hot topic this off season. Is what does Philly do? Oh yeah. Do you want to stay in the uh, stay in the East? Yeah. Talk uh, Bucks Nets. Yeah. This Bucks Nets was. So the Bucks move on in seven. Are you guys shocked? We're like. When when the final score of Game Seven set in, were you guys like, wait, the Nets didn't win? We I were. Think you guys need to listen to the last one again because I said that someone was going to get hurt on the Nets and they're going to lose. <laughs> Did you actually? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, he, he predicted every. He predicted, he predicted everyone other than the person he thought was actually. Going. I said Katie's going to get hurt. Yeah, he told. You Katie. said Katie was. Uh, yeah, it's hard. That's yes. pretty impressive. Yes. So Katie's going to get hurt and they're going to lose. But. Just before we finish, like wrap up the. Seven Sixers, like the most the Hawks won by in any game is uh, the first game they won by uh, no four points is the most they won by in any game, and yeah. you're telling me your superstars averaging five points. Like, do I think I don't think the Hawks won the series? I think Ben Simmons lost the series. Yeah, yeah. Like I, mean, I don't think talent wise, they're even really. Close. No, it's that's fair, but they played well. This was not, were. but this was not. Philly didn't even see Atlanta as a threat. Yeah. That's the problem. Is that I don't think Philly's nearly as good as they thought they were, or as maybe we thought they well, were. Well, Tobias Harris kind of sh- choked too. Yeah, yeah. They they no one played. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but they, I think they need to kind of look in the mirror and be like, "Is this team really capable of winning a finals?" Yeah, and their defense was one of the things that they prided themselves on, and. The Hawks kind of got their shots. Oh, 100%. Got their way. Yeah. All right, yeah, Bucks, Nets. I mean, I feel like if if Milwaukee goes on to win the East and maybe win the finals, we're going to look back on this. I think we're going to look back on this playoffs no matter what and say Brooklyn wins this NBA championship so easily if they're healthy. Uh-huh. That's I think we can all agree true. on that, right? Yeah. Absolutely true. <clears throat> yeah, it's tough to say that, but... I mean, but there's nothing that would that would say that would otherwise, you could say like, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, there's really not except the fact that it didn't happen. This playoffs yeah. just has shown that crazy stuff happens. No, for sure. I just think like, but with yes, I yeah, agree. with the data that we have, yes. like with with everything that we've watched, it's like it's not. But it, yes, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't. I, I don't think it'd be close if they're all healthy. But that's part of basketball, right? That's part yeah. of sports is you have to be healthy at the right time. Like exactly. this isn't a video game. We can't turn injuries off. Like we have to play, we have to play the games, exactly. and so I don't know. Like Sam, we and Stuart, we were watching this game together. Shane, did you were you watching this I, game live? I saw it live. You yeah. saw it live. Mm-hmm. Saw last fourth quarter and everything. So, I mean, KD was the best is the best player in, on the planet right yep. now. Yep. Right. Like, can we let's just yeah. let's talk about the net side first. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Best player on the planet. Did he play? The he last... sat out eight minutes total in the last three games of oh the series. Oh my gosh! And I know game five and game seven he played the whole game. Whole game. Yeah, I mean he had forty-eight points the last game. That's a game seven record. Yep. What are you gonna do? Like <laughs> that. That shocked me that that's a game seven record in NBA history. Same. It shocked me too. Yeah. What? But what Jamal did he, what did he have the game before that? When did he have the 40, 13, and 10? Was that game 5? Must have been game yeah. 5, yeah. Game, game 5 was the one that he went off. Yeah. Yeah. And then... <laughs> There's just the, the ease at which he plays it. Like, every time he comes back, he adds something to his game. Like, when he came back this year, he's, like, got the crossover, like, on a... Like, like Kyrie does, basically. He plays like, a ball slower on, now. Yeah, yeah he plays with his own pace and can go and get to his own spot. He he's like Devin Booker, yeah. Except he's seven feet tall. Yeah, he's you know I mean <laughs> and can shoot better. He he literally like you pick a spot on the floor and yeah. he can make that shot with ease. Like what we're talking about with Rosillo and Simmons, I think KD is the best shot maker in the planet. Oh, one hundred, and I think they said. I think maybe they, maybe they qualify, but it's it, yeah. it's not even close. He's it's the best. Out. He's the best player on the planet right now. I, mean, I don't think it's close. Yeah, and he can defend all five positions. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. And, it's a shame that they're injured. Yeah, it's the same Kyrie. Yeah, I think I talked about it on the last pod in between our last NBA pod. The one that we did is like a sprained ankle is the worst possible injury because there's nothing you can do besides rest. It like yeah. that's all. That's that's the remedy. It's just rest. Rest. Yeah, I will never complain about KD not winning championships though. It's perfectly yeah. fine by me unless he's on the Sonics then. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. And then Harden wasn't one hundred percent either. I know. I honestly, I was sad to see. I yeah, wanted honestly. him to play a little bit better. Me he too. was he was getting some open looks and was just short and just I'm, not firing. I mean, realistically, I don't think he should have been playing. Like, yeah, I he, they he was as weird as this is to say. He was so injured they couldn't sit him because the second they sat him, they'd have to sit him the rest of the game because he couldn't let. They were saying that he... If he got cold. Yeah, if he got cold, it would just be way too tight and you just couldn't go in. Yeah, I mean... That's an interesting point because what would have happened if they actually sat him and had someone full full health? It would have had to have been Bruce Brown or... Well, he was so irrelevant. He is irrelevant on defense, but even more so. I mean, you saw James Harden on a couple fast breaks literally just stop. Stop. Yeah. He had a... Yeah. yeah, That was ridiculous. You you, you think he's probably just out there because he's a... He's decoying on offense. Well, and he right? can facilitate the offense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was just there to be the point guard. Without him, without him on the court, even at thirty percent, they're double teaming KD every yeah. single time. Yeah, because there's no one else on the net. Yeah, and he can still he could still shoot. Yeah, I of. think that's what they were hoping is he would be able to hit shots. Right. And he really right. didn't. No, not at, not at the normal clip that he does. I mean, what did you shoot? One for twelve in the last game. Yeah. From three. Yeah. Was that what it was? Jeez, that's bad. I didn't know it was that bad. That kind of destroys my whole argument. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't yeah. I guess he's out there just as a decoy. I think that was there and to facilitate the offense. Yeah. It was like, hey, yeah, try and make sure they can't double team KD. Which how does we talked about this last time, and I think Brandon brought this up on on our pod last week. How is Giannis? Considered one of the top five defensive players in the league, and he's not guarding KD at all this series. <laughs> I know, yeah. How does that not happen? Um, <laughs> so I, I personally think it's like a rest 
reward. Like probably KD's gonna get thirty five. Right. So what? But, but okay. But what about the last possession of the fourth? What about that last shot in the fourth quarter that he hits to send the game to overtime? Yeah, Middleton on him. Yeah. How is how do you not just as Giannis be like? I, that's that's what blows my mind about these. I'm gonna go on a, like a defensive player of the year rant because yeah. now you have like. Rudy Gobert wins Defensive Player of the Year. He was horrible in that Clipper, Clipper series. Yeah. And, like, Giannis wins is like, second Defensive Player of the Year, and he doesn't guard KD. How do you not just for the last possession just man up and say, I'm guarding the best player? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It is well, The Rudy Gobert thing is, t- is tough because he's a five and nothing but a five, mm-hmm. so he can't really stretch him. That's true. That's yeah, true. I don't like, really think it's his fault. Yeah, but, like, th- with your point about Giannis, like, I, I think Stewart's right. It's more of a rest type on, on defense because he's going to absolutely lock down whoever else he's guarding. and Yeah. KD is just not going to be stopped. That's fair. I mean, Giannis could be the only one, like if you were to make him in a lab, Giannis would probably be the guy to stop KD. But Well, that's just uh, – then that's fair but for it the worked. whole – But it worked for him because they won. <laughs> yeah, so. but that's but that's fair for the series. But I'm just saying like the last, last play. I, oh, no, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Same thing like with the – Kawhi on Luka in that series. Yeah, like, yeah. Kawhi didn't play him until they started winning. Right. And then they put him on. In this right. Okay, that was my anti-Giannis thing. The pro-Giannis thing is that he was incredible the oh second half God. of the series. He was so good. So was Chris Middleton. Like, yeah, he, he had a bad game seven, but... He, yeah, he he's good for two bad games, two great games, and a 15-point game. You know? Like, <laughs> right, right. He's always good for two or three, but... The games that he was on, he went for like 38 and like something else crazy. I need to find this. Um, six minutes left in the fourth. Suns are up six. That was our that was our update. A live update. Um. See, Buns just got smacked. So yeah, but like the last half of that series, Giannis was incredible. Oh my gosh. I I need to find this. I should have screenshot it. There was like a. His stats the last four or five games maybe of the series, but oh, it, was, it was forty. I saw it. it was forty and ten plus every game. Uh, yeah, With every game. Shoot, his lowest game was fifty percent shooting, and by the end of the series, he was shooting at like sixty four percent. Like yeah. every single game, it increased his shooting percentage. No, that's and that's the thing is like we can say the Nets were hurt, and they were, and and they probably, in my opinion, they definitely win the finals if they're healthy, but like. The series wasn't just given to Milwaukee. Like they no. had to go win it, and yeah, Giannis I mean, did it offensively at least. I'm happy that Giannis did what everyone penciled him in for. Like at the, I, I think I said at the beginning of the series, you can pencil Giannis in for 45 and 10 <laughs> a game, and he literally did it. Like yeah. at a very, very efficient rate. So like, kudos to him. One quick question though: if where if they're gonna win the championship, Drew Holiday has to show up. Like where was he? Like, yeah, yeah, Drew Holiday. They got him because they needed him to be a postseason, like, third option on offense, you know, go get a bucket. He really d- wasn't – didn't exceed my expectations no. coming into the playoffs. I was really high on him. I thought he was going to be a, bo- a monster. But and rightfully I'm, so, like, I'm excited had... to see how he matches up against uh, Phoenix and the finals, if it ends up being – I'm excited for the, just Trey Young. Too. Sure. That's, that's a good yeah, matchup. Exactly. That would be a yeah. perfect warm-up for him. Yeah. Do we want to take a break and watch the last six minutes of this game? And then I, I can pause the recording. Okay. And then we can come back and watch it. Yeah. Sure. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Economy Fence. Looking for a beautiful, lasting way to increase your family's privacy and security? 
and add value to your property? Visit EcomedyFence.com to see which style of fence is right for you, or visit one of our convenient showroom locations, Ecomedy Fence Center. We truly are the fencing professionals. Alright, what's up, Pod? We're back. What? A what game! A what an ending of the oh Phoenix Clippers game! I am really glad we um, decided to watch the ending of that game. For the record, I called the uh, DeAndre Ayton alley-oop. Yeah, that was incredible. Um, good job, Shane. For the record. Um, I, yeah. It's obvious, but it's okay. Did you call it? Alright. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Alright, cool. Um, Clear it up. Playoff PP misses two free throws. <gasps> ball um, doesn't lie. Yeah, ball doesn't lie. Shit, man. Phoenix is up 2-0. Um, let's just stick on Phoenix really quick. They, We don't really have to talk about the Phoenix-Denver series. They destroy Denver. Denver obviously... Beat up. Yeah, beat up. Yeah. Probably left it out on the, all on the table against Portland and yeah. just wasn't even close to Phoenix. Um, anything on that series? Suns have won the last nine games. That's crazy. That's really impressive. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see the Nuggets win games, but Michael Porter Jr. had like lower back tightness yeah. or something and like I know that's not easy to play I, I bet it's not easy to play through especially when you're already like I thought you were going to give us a personal story about your lower back tightness oh but. if you want me to <laughs> but it was it's impressive to that they made it that far with, without Jamal Murray but you know how is that stat correct they have, have just not won nine straight games it, well they swept per, swept Denver They've won two in a row. Oh, they, they swore. The, they had, yeah, yeah, they yeah. beat the Lakers. Yeah. They won three in a row. Yeah, they have. Um, yeah, no, they... I mean, it, we wait until next year for the Nuggets because you get Murray yeah, back. But exactly. Yeah. Like, their rotation is, like, two people too thin. But when they have Will Barton and they have Jamal Murray back, their rotation's going to be so good. Yep. I bet Michael Porter Jr. is an all-star next year. Yeah, that's not a bad take. It's not, it's not too the, far out there. The kid can shoot. Yep. Um. Okay, Clippers Jazz. And then we'll get to our predictions for the conference finals. Um. Clippers Jazz. I mean, yeah, this was the Rudy Gobert series. Someone said, uh, Chris Paul or Booker's facetiming Chris Paul right now. Um. Someone said, you know, the best thing that happened to Rudy Gobert this year was Ben Simmons, because Rudy Gobert. We did not talk like we all the attention went to how bad Ben Simmons played, but Rudy Gobert was equally as bad. Yeah. Or not, and it wasn't really his fault. Well, the Clippers started running small ball, and they started, like, trying to isolate him in, like, one-on-one, like, defense, and he's not, that's not what he's good at. And, I don't know, I I think the Clippers just made some roster adjustments after the first two games they lost, and completely figured out what the Jazz were going to do on offense. Yeah. I also think Mitchell was hurt for the Jazz. True. They didn't have Conley for basically the entire series. They didn't really shoot that well, did they? No. Not that's not for the first two games. And that's, I mean, if you're a three-point shooting team and you don't shoot well, well, you know? Yeah. So, do you guys think that this Jazz, do you think a core of Conley, Mitchell, and Gobert can go to an NBA Finals? I, was, I think I was talking to Stuart about this. Like... I think they have the potential really to be the best team in the NBA. Really? Because right this is my ceiling for them. Really? I don't know if they're going to get... With this roster, I don't know if they're going to get to a finals. I think they could use a little bit more time to play together. 
Yeah. I mean, they got... Jordan Clarkson yeah. has just been a beast. Joe Ingles. They, they are deep, and they are playing the game of basketball that is winning right now, which is three-pointers. I think I agree with Sam. Uh, playoffs is different. That's what. Agree with Sam because they're young. For... Or at least their their stud is young. Yeah, Mitchell's so, young. And he runs the offense, so, which for most of the series, I'd say he was he did his job. Mm-hmm. I think the other piece around him kind of let up, but similar to other teams that are young and don't go far in the playoffs, I think that they just didn't have enough experience. Yeah. I think that was a very good learning block for them and I think if they can stay healthy and I think it was hard for them they had 20 games going into playoffs without Donovan Mitchell yeah so they had to play a completely different type of basketball entering the playoffs I think they have the best offense yeah they I agree that they have a really solid offense but I'm on the other side of the fence I don't think that this team could win a title like they have the they have the right key players. Like I do think that if your best three players are Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert, you could. I just don't think that the other players. I think they're missing just one guy. Right. They're missing like a Marcus Smart, like a gritty dude that's gonna like even when their threes aren't falling, he's gonna like punch the other dude in the face to get a fifty-fifty ball mm-hmm. or something just to get them riled up. Like not not to hate on Joe Ingles or Bogdan Bogdanovich or. Or whatever his name. Royce O'Neal was really bad this series. Royce too. O'Neal was a he was really key in the first series they yeah. played, but he wasn't very good. He's that spark that they need, but yeah, I like what Sam kind of touched on is like they were an amazing three point shooting team. If they're not gonna replicate that in the playoffs, mm-hmm. they need to be able to, to do something else. And Donovan Mitchell's easily like able to change his game to that playoff style, but yeah. the rest of the team doesn't necessarily have that yet. Donovan Mitchell. Needs to figure out how to play in the playoffs, and then that's what they need. What well, are you so, talking about, dude? He's averaging like forty points a game. Like I, he'll do that. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he's playing bad. In the games that they lost, it's because he was jacking up threes and missing them, and he kept doing it. Yeah. So if he's a good player and knows how to play in the playoffs. He'll realize, okay, my shots aren't going in. I'll take some mid rangers I'll get to the hoop. Yeah. So okay, the the way I see it is I don't. They're, I, I feel like the Jazz are just a lesser version of the Suns. They're like literally the exact same teams to me. You have Chris Paul, I think, is a better version of Mike Conley. Way, I think Chris, way better. Th- look at the, look at they're the same team too with your three stars. You have Paul, Booker, yeah, and Ayton. Kinda. And the way that Ayton's playing right now in the playoffs, he is what Gobert needs to be. Gobert needs to get his game to where yeah. Ayton's is right now. Like. But the difference between the Suns and Jazz is the scrappy role player. Right, but like that's Bridges what I'm saying. And Bridges and Crowder are like, let's hunker down, I got this. No, like, I, t- I totally agree. Joe Ingles and, and Rodon scores are right. three-point you know. So that's, specialists. yeah, I totally, and they're, but that's what I'm saying is they're built the same. I agree. Yeah, I just yeah. think the Suns are better at, especially now that we're in the playoffs, are better yeah. at everything than the Jazz are. Yeah. So that's... I, if you would have told me that DeAndre Hayden would be out playing Rudy Gobert in the playoffs, I'd be like... Huh. Yeah, where have you been? <laughs> like Rudy Gobert doesn't play offense. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Aiton is a like, what was what did he have tonight? Like 
Probably 28 or 28, and he was 75% from and 14. And he was 75% from the field. Yeah. Like, it's, that's incredible. It's been amazing ball for them. That's, and that's, so that's, it's, that's what the Jazz need to get to. So I don't think they're there yet. And that's why I don't think with this roster they can win a title. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I just don't think, I don't see it with yeah. this, so this what, roster. So you say they need a scrappy grit player. What do they need? Ooh. Marcus Smart, like, like a Marcus Smart type player that like. What I mean, do you have any specifics, or is it just the? I, I don't know. I, I just think Jack's question was like, do they do they have the roster? And I'm just like saying, no, they did, the roster needs a some more like muscle and, and heart. I think like a need, Russell Westbrook would be sick for him, or like a I don't know. I, I think they need a power forward. We're the same. Sure. Yeah. Like a, a solid forward. Exactly. They don't. Need but like they need but. like someone that's like. Like is going to, yeah, I mean, physically Jay Crowder, apply pressure. Jay, Jay Crowder is a great. Like, yeah, no, I agree. Um, that's a. Well, I mean, we can think of one, but I, I see, I see what everyone is saying. Like, I like Sam asking for a player, but I haven't, I don't have a like even a Blake on. Griffin on their team. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Um. John Collins. Yeah. So this. Okay. Let's talk about. Do we want to? Do we have anything else about the conference? The semifinals. No. All right. Let's get our preview and picks. I need to, I'm need. i going to write these down so we can keep better track because I kind of lost track of our picks um, for the last series. But That'll be a good thing. Yeah, let's do the, let's do the Clippers. Um, I picked the Clippers in seven. Or seven. <laughs> I picked Clippers in seven. That's impressive. Um, let's do Clipper, Clippers Suns. Mi- <sighs> the, the, weird, this, the, the weird part about this series is like who gets their guy that's out back first. And I think it's big that the Suns won both these games. Yeah. Um, I do think that Chris Paul comes back sooner and healthier than Kawhi because Kawhi's out with a knee injury. And I've heard some floating things around that they're trying to hide an ACL Yeah. for Kawhi, but I don't feel like that would be super easy to hide, so I don't know how much truth there is to that. And Chris Paul got covid but he'd already been vaccinated and he's fine. Right. So when he comes back, I think the Suns are going to be in a little bit more of a position. But that's not to say that Kawhi, if he comes back, is not going to single-handedly give him one game. Mm-hmm. So I'll take Suns and five. Suns and five? Yeah. Um, I was going to say Suns and five or six. Yeah, the same same reasons? Yeah. Yeah. I don't Not necessarily, like... For who's coming back, I just... Devin, just in general, the teams. If Devin Booker only had, like, 25 tonight, what happens when he gets 40? Right, right. I'll, I'll just be the Suns and 4 guy. I'll say Suns okay. and 4. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> just eight I'll just... 8-0 in the conference semis and, fi- and finals? Yeah, I That's, mean, just the f- fact that they... It scares me a little bit to say Suns and 4 because... They almost lost this game tonight. Arguably, right. they should have. But um, whatever, I'll do it. Suns and four. Stewart. Okay. Stewart's uh, attacking the clash of clans right now. We gotta give him. I'm gonna go Suns and five as well. Suns and five. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Would you guys? Would anyone? I mean, is there any chance anyone thinks the Clippers have of? Because we've seen them down too well before. Healthy Kawhi, man. I healthy Kawhi. I would take that's, seven yeah. games. That's just a complete. I, different. Don't, I don't agree. I don't think Kawhi's there. <sighs> Man, I've never been a Kawhi fan, and I don't think he's beating the Suns. He went on two straight four-all rounds, bros. 
I don't care. Incredible. I don't, I, I've never seen it. I think if the both teams were healthy facing off, I don't think the Suns would win. Ooh. I don't know about that, but it would definitely be much, much closer. Yeah, I think it goes seven if they're all healthy. I, I, I would love to see this series if they're healthy because I really think the Clippers have figured themselves out. If the out. Clippers are fully healthy, then it would be really interesting because Serge Ibaka would be on their team too. Ah, <laughs> true. Kawhi is just like clutch. There's yeah. nothing you can really do. About I, I, they've, they've, so they've really proved a lot to me this playoffs. I was really down on them going into it. And so they, was I. They man. just keep winning. So I mean, they're they're role players that everyone was like, who's going to step up and who's going to shine right. through? Kind of actually did Reggie Jackson. They've all stepped up. I mean, Batum is oh, yeah. like a key piece to them. Yeah, like you said, Reggie Jackson's been ginormous. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, Tyrese Maxey got him into the series. Right. Beverly's been... Terrence Mann. Been Terrence Mann. Dude, Terrence Mann. I mix them up I all the time. They look the same. I they have the short drags. They're both freak athletes. But Terrence Mann, excuse Terrence Mann was huge. He had like, what, 38 points? Yeah. Or something like that? Who'd you say? Maxey? Oh, I, I glossed over that too. Yeah, Maxey. Yeah. Sixers, yeah. Sorry. Um, okay, Bucks-Hawks. Let's. I want to talk about this series a little more because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I have no idea what to think. I like how I think the Hawks might get blown out of the water. Really? Yeah. Same. That's what I'm afraid of. See, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go Hawks in six. Oh. I'm gonna say I, I have, I've, I've loved the Hawks for a while. I, I need to go back and find. I said in a pod like before the NBA playoffs, I said if I think the Hawks are capable of making a run because they can shoot really, really well. Yeah. And. I don't know. I feel like everyone is going to count the Hawks out of this series because they didn't, like we said earlier, they didn't win that series. The Sixers lost it, and I think people are going to count them as underdogs. Yeah. And yeah, the matchup doesn't look great, but I don't really like the way the Bucks have been playing. I think they, I think they won that game a lot because of how the Nets played. So that's I'm going to go Hawks in five. I'm or six. I'm going to be a little bold here. That's crazy. Um. Yeah. I, I like your optimism about. The Hawks and how good they are at shooting, but the Bucks just match up so well against them. That's what I was gonna say. Like Giannis but is going thought... to eat John Collins, John Collins for dinner. But didn't we think that the Sixers matched up well with the Hawks? Uh, it wasn't it like okay Simmons and Thibault are both gonna harass Trey Young. They did, but they did well, and then but they ben the Doc didn't, didn't execute shoot. the plan. They didn't do anything like. And Simmons can. Play. I don't think Giannis can shoot. Giannis doesn't need Giannis to shoot. Can score but they have Embiid. Dude, Giannis can score 45 points a game. That's all you need from him. Like, Chris Middleton's going to get it done. Like, I don't think the offense um, on the Bucks is going to be the issue. It's going to be their defense containing the Hawks. And I think they have a good chance to do it, so I'm taking the Bucks. So you like Hawks had a really good series. And I, I think that's... I think that and, and they they figured out a huge kink in the other team, and I think that's I'm not trying to discredit them at all, but I don't know if they're gonna be as lucky this series. Just the biggest thing that came to my mind was size, and Jackie brought up a great point because the Sixers Sixers are way bigger than the Hawks, but I don't know if they can do it twice. I like I started thinking I was like, are the Bucks better than the Sixers? I'm like. See, that's what that's what's kind of running and through my mind. And then I was mind. just kind of like, you know, I don't know. Here's I, the thing. I think they got all lucky. The Bucks have had their playoff scars twice. They've been in the Western Conference once before. They got ripped apart last year. I think that the Suns, or not the Suns, excuse me, the Hawks have not been there before. We were talking about it earlier. They just, 
they don't quite have the experience, and I think it's going to show. Like, there's going to be some physical P.J. Tucker, Giannis-type encounters that I don't know if they're going to be ready for. I I don't know. The Hawks are a great story, but I don't see them beating the Bucks. I personally think the Hawks have just been worn down. Like, the amount of, that they've had, it's taken from them. Like, they didn't beat up on the Knicks, but that was a really tough series that they just went through. And... I think they kind of got gifted the series. So, Bro, see, I think it's the opposite. I think the Bucks got gifted their series. They both. I well, the thing about it was that was the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and I, I don't think I think the the Hawks are going to pose a bigger threat than you guys think. But that's that's again that's what I think. I'm taking. I think if this theory, I think if, I really want to. I really want to take my brooms out, but I think they might sneak a win. The Hawks yeah, might sneak I, a win. Wow, but I would like five. to. I would like to get the brooms out. <laughs> I just, I'm not. I'm not pissed. I just think like. I think you guys might be sleeping on the Hawks a little bit. But I think the defense of the Bucks is just going to pose so many problems for. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just think. I think it's funny how we were saying how good Philly's defense was for so long, and now it's like, oh no, now the Bucks have the best, better defense, and that's who the Hawks. are. I don't know. I don't After think the Hawks played well at all, and that's. But I don't think. Yeah, but I don't think Brooklyn played well either. I was not very impressed watching Milwaukee in that Brooklyn series, and that went seven games, and it easily could have been Brooklyn who advanced. Yeah. That's well, so. I that's guess my the problem. thing that I'm. There's been some kind of weird series. Yeah. And I guess I'm just reverting back to what I know. You know, like no, I yeah, and I wouldn't. I really wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks win. I just would be. I would be surprised if they swept them. I think this series is going to be more competitive. Don't I I think. I think that is a definitely a valid point. Like, I I think it definitely will be more competitive. But like, actually, man, maybe down the stretch, if it's a close game, like Trey Young's the best shot maker on the court. I trust him more than anyone on the Bucks. I trust him more than Middleton. And that is where you are, like, leaning your trust on him. And right. Trey Young, he can prove us. If he can prove us another level of, like, awesomeness, then fuck, man, they're going to play the Suns. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is, like, Trey Young wins this game. He's, like, it's, like, top ten right now shit that we're talking about. Like, yeah, if they beat the Bucks. Well, it's yeah. bigger than that. Oh, dude. Yeah, if I mean, Trey he's Young beats level. the Bucks. Like ESPN would have a field day. <laughs> Bucks and six. Yeah, Bucks and five or six, man. Shane's going Bucks and five. Um, Bucks and six. Bucks and six. I got. I'll Bucks give you a game. Five. I'll give you a game. Stewart goes five. And Sam goes six. Yeah. All right. That's fair enough. Game one's gonna be What'd interesting. I said Hawks and six. Game one is going to determine a lot of the series. I'm really interested to watch that game yep. t- tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Um, I just, I, yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see how it goes. Um, damn, I have work at. I've worked till seven. Yeah, I think yeah. the game starts at what five thirty? I'll check right now. Probably around. They've been starting around five or six. I'm have to go to tomorrow again. Yeah, um, come on over. It starts five thirty. Yeah. Bucks right. are favored by seven and a half. Jeez, seven and a half. I'm, I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna bet that. What, dude? Bet right now this week. Bet the money line right now. You probably make some money. Hundred percent. All right. Anything else before we uh, get out of here? 
Do we have more series to talk about? Is that it? That's that's it. it. Devin There's Booker. Only two more. <laughs> Devin Booker put the team on his back, though. Next pod we do, we will have a, a finals matchup. That's true. It's kind of crazy. It's been fast. Suns and six. Finals prediction. Already? <laughs> it's definitely... I I think right now it's the Suns to lose. Is that crazy oh. to say? Like they're the best? Like I think they are the best, yeah. I think it's probably the Bucks to lose. Really? You're way higher than the Bucks than I... I mean, I'm not even close to them. I think they're... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the Suns. I just think that the last two well. years, I don't like the Bucks personally, but I just think that the last two years, there's been all this hype surrounding them, and the media's been, oh, they're gonna, they're so good, this is gonna happen, and then this Giannis year, jump shots. they kind of just slid in, yeah, and they've just fair. been quietly uh, getting there. To be fair, sir, you've been low on the Suns for a while. You were like, I remember when we were picking... I'm still low on the Suns. Yeah, you were I like... They're just on a, a jazz guy. I think like, they're just on a good run right now. Like, catch me next year when they're like fifth in the e- or West. He goes... He was like, the winner of Clippers Jazz wins the finals yeah. easily when With all of us were on the Suns even last so year. So that takes turning out. Yeah. Hey. We'll see. We'll see. It's See, not over. It's still I, alive. We've counted out the Clippers. Still alive. The Clippers can do it again. Yeah. But I don't know. All right, boys. Thanks for doing this again. Yes, sir. Thanks for See you, Pod. See you, Pod.